on 2SM and the Super Radio Network. Welcome to High Tide. If only I could go fishing down the river again. Brought to you by Blake's Marine. Up before the sun with a can of worms running with my friend. And Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. Scurrying down the riverbank, taking our positions on the bridge. Hoping for that red fin. One pound to put in Mama's fridge Where the wobbler and the dragonfly Knew us like they knew the river bend But as sure as tins go rusty This boyhood story had to end Six after four in New South Wales, six after three in Queensland. Good morning, everybody. Welcome along to your Sunday morning. So good to be with you today. I mean, fine form, really pumped up, really happy, really excited because Kieran's had a win on the, on the punt. <laughs> How I did that, that horse. Uh, thanks very much to... Um talk and sport. Talk and sport, boys. Uh, they nearly got the Quinella, first and third. So if you back both horses each way, which Kieran did, and but I did go for the Quinella, but I fluked the trifecta as well. So it was a uh, a rather good day for me yesterday. Al- Alan Blake, we can hit him up for a loan. Sounds good to me. <laughs> How are you, I sir? I don't know whether it was that good, Al, but... <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> How are you this morning, sir? Actually, very well. Speaking of punt, I didn't. I'm absolutely one of my mates. He didn't ring me. His horse won the first at Randwick yesterday. He didn't ring me and tell me he was racing. Ooh, ex mate. Yeah, Mad Darcy. Yeah, <laughs> ex mate. Things like that happen, right? Ah, uh, you get that. I had a look at that, and I was just fiddling around, and I missed that. I was going to have a couple of dollars each way. That I backed it before that Mad Darcy. Oh, I like the name. Yes, you yeah. know, uh, Ian Daly and Helen Daly, aren't <laughs> yeah. Mad Darcy. Is it called Mad Darcy, is it? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Cheryl and Darcy, well done on your overnight second shift on your own. Well done. It's a good reminder. <laughs> it's a good, not that you're mad. We're not saying you're mad. You're, not at not. all. Not at you all. sure? Absolutely. You sure? Absolutely positive. A guy did ring up and tell her that he thought she was 60 years old. I, I sent her a text message. I would have dumped him. <laughs> Just hit the dump button. Get rid of that. <laughs> Hey, listen, while you're talking about, Al, I showed, um, I mentioned this earlier before we started on air, about, I just wanted to send a special out to let people know, uh, with the Marine Rescue. Yes. Right. 92 years of age, she achieved, right, Shirley Clark, and uh, they named the boat. She reckons she's reached the pinnacle of life when they named... A marine rescue va- um, vessel after her up there at Port Stephens. How good, eh? That's good to see. And look, hey, it's great to see how long some of the people help up there. And uh, she's keeping herself active. That's what it's all about. Absolutely. Yep. yep. There's a couple of photos of her back in the days of when they were the Coastal Patrol. Right. But God, I remember the dramas, the Coastal Patrol and the volunteers. VMR. Coast. Oh, yeah, when when they were going to combine the two of them. Mm. Who's well, going to wear the most medallions? <laughs> well, Galara was uh, Coast Patrol boat for eight or ten years uh, back in the day. Oh, was she? Yes. yes. Is, it a, is it a female? Why do most people name their boats after females? I'm not going there, Kieran. 
I'm not going there. I'll get in trouble. That dates back to old times, doesn't it, though? Yes. 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 Well, why did they name Cyclones? was only named by female names up until a few years ago. Well, it's just like that. Like my bloke was Oops. squatting the flies yesterday, wasn't it? Ooh, I was going to say, be careful, Kieran. <laughs> just trying to help you out there. Hey, I'm I'm in a bit of a buzz today, Alan. I, I'm, you know, you have those days where you wake up and you believe in humanity again, which I know will be kicked out of me by about lunchtime. But, but, um, the painter broke on my dinghy. Now, for those that don't understand that silly term, it's the rope from the front of the dinghy that you tie off during the week. They found my dinghy down in Bayview, which is miles away from Clareville, right? Fortunately, the lady who found it, who whom I don't know, but I send a big thank you to her, mentioned it to Rob from Pitwater Moorings Services. And Rob knows me because he looks after my boats and he said, uh, no, no, I, um, I know whose dinghy that is. He put a new painter line on it took it back to my boat yesterday and tied it off and rang me last night. I said, mate, do I owe you any money? You know, it's a Saturday. No, 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 not a drama in the world. So I said, well, there's a case of beer coming your way for sure. That's probably two hours out of his day. Isn't it great to see the boating community is still very much a community? It is. That's good to see. But also there's a tip for you, Grant. Uh, When you're leaving a dinghy unattended, you have two painter lines on, not one. Yes. Well, I, I, I checked, I looked, looked through it and I thought, no, because I, I, I service that sort of stuff regularly. So I'm, I'm at a loss to know where it, where it actually snaps. So I'm wondering if it's been scraping on something um, to it's do quite, that. quite possible. But no, like when we had the tender over the side, when we were away on the boat. You put two on. We always, especially overnight, there was two painter lines on. Yeah. Just in case one breaks. Yeah, that's a smart play. I'll have to uh, grab some mm-hmm. extra line and, and do that. But just really happy that... That uh, Rob was kind enough to do that and ring me on a Saturday night to let me know. I just think, oh, well Al, uh, yeah. if it's going to be close to t- tied up somewhere there, what about a bit of tubing over the top of the, the lead, like oh, a, you can, some hose? You can if you want. Yeah. But if you've got two ropes, it's very rare that two are going to break at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. No one caught me out. That one caught me out. But that's what it's all about, isn't it? Learning, Al. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. But you know, we always. That's just a matter of course that uh, we have two painters on them. It's a smart play. It's a very, mm-hmm. very smart play. We'll update the weather. Well, the min- minimal expense as well. True. That's right. Yeah, True. Of rope. Line's cheap. Line's cheap. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have, you know, the the top of the rung line just to, to tie off onto your dinghy. You just need something to make sure it's not going to end up down in Bayviews. So. One thing I will suggest, I've learned over the years, you always buy a better quality rope, not the cheapest rope. Yes, yes. Yes, you tend and, and certainly with a sailboat, you do that with all your lines. You do, you can That's get right. cheap stuff, but it's just going to cost you more in the long run. I'll have yeah. a look. I might have some sailing rope that you could use. That that big rope that I that I used yeah, to tie off. Sizal or Manila, if you've got it. Eh? Is it sizal or Manila? Because it wouldn't be nylon if you've got it. It'd be that old. <laughs> Moving right along. The tides are. We've got a low tide coming up here in Sydney at Port Denison at 8.36am this morning, 0.7 of a metre. A high tide will be at 14.21. That's 2.21 for those that can't convert. And that'll be 1.18 of a metre. And another low at 20.02, which is 
two minutes past eight tonight, 0.72. Not a lot of movement in the ties there, Al. No, it's not. It, uh, it's it's the neeps at the moment. But, yeah, look, it's, uh, get out and enjoy it and enjoy the last of the heat while you can. Yeah, but it is dark outside, I can tell you that. <laughs> Normally is at this time of day. Plus, Yeah, I don't know why the um, bloke upstairs hasn't turned the light on, but... You've only got, what, five weeks left of daylight saving? Uh, it should finish when summer finishes. Yes. Well, the football starts next weekend. It starts today. No, well, the competition, but, yeah, I know, overseas, but I'm talking about in Australia. Oh, I'm right. Yep. Playing games overseas. Yeah, I watched a bit of the Matty Johns thing last night. That sent me to sleep. She's the... <laughs> <laughs> You're not oh, impressed, they, they, Oh, no, it's, it's like us at times, you know. It's supposed to be a fishing show. <laughs> <laughs> Says who? Yeah, it's, a, it's supposed to be a rugby league show and they carry on with all the crap they carry on with. It's it's entertainment, Kieran. Is that what it's called? People say we're the same. Variety. Well, yeah. I know, I hear it. It's, I got <laughs> such uh, hammering about the butter box or the soap box <laughs> yesterday. Thanks very much, you pair. We'll just, call, we'll just call you dairy farmers from now on. <laughs> <laughs> the milkman, there's probably some similarities. You were a milkman, weren't you? A I was a milkman, a yes. Milkman. Yes. Milkman. Yep. yes. Way back when. Yeah. Yep, Ernie, you drove the fastest milk cart in the east or west. In the west. Ernie! (laughs) That was him. Isn't it funny that you used to be able to get the milk delivered to your front door and it was cheaper than it is to go down the road and get it now? Well, well, hang on. It used to come to school for us. Yes. Sit in a bottle till recess and you'd have it then. Nowadays you get shot if you did that. Oh, yes, because they they were a couple that did go off. (laughs) Well, they, they drop the milk off and leave it there sitting in the sun. Yeah. You know, right. and then you had the gold tops and the silver tops. That's right, exactly. Well, so, here well, I'm, d- I'm down at Painesville at the moment, and I'm reading yes, uh, yesterday on some of the historical things around the place that it was a fishing village back in the, in the 1800s, and the fishermen would catch it, then they'd put the fish onto a train to go to Melbourne to go to the markets and then to be sold. Well, there was no refrigeration in those days. <laughs> None whatsoever. <laughs> so it was still fine for people to eat it. Yeah, they convert water into ice. Yeah, that's right. Although Melbourne does get cold. Yeah, I know, but still, it just shows that, you know, we get a, we're getting a little bit precious in how we do things, I think. Well, I think it's still the comical things from uh, a couple of times back when they used to say, where does milk come from? And the kids all say, the fridge, sir. That's right. <laughs> peas, out of the freezer. Out of the freezer, that's it. <laughs> I remember having to shell peas of a night before dinner. Yes, yep, and, and uh, chop off the top and strip the beans. Yes, yep. Well, the good news is I know a boat that's got a brand new fridge on it, brand spanking new fr- and it's not mine. 
It's Renegade Blue Water Charters. We'll take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll have a chat with Brad. Talking sport, weekdays from three. The pressure lays with those that have got some major signings. That would include my old joint, the Bulldogs, got the coach Cameron Serrato on the line. I don't have to tell you about that word pressure, but how are you handling it after the tough back end of last year? Oh, I enjoyed a lot of parts of last year and I learned a lot of lessons as well, but they're doing a lot of hard work, enjoying each other's company and they're working together. Oh, I'm really enjoying going to work every day and, and being part of it. This is 2SA. I talk to many passionate Australian cricket supporters. Not one disappointed fan. Not one. The big winner, obviously, is Test Cricket, as we all agree. The 12 overs, the way he did, at express pace, never let up. He was unbelievable. I work outside in a million degrees every day taking care of my rice resort gardens and I put the radio on in the afternoon, you kick in at 2 o'clock and, and I just don't notice what's going on around me. I just have a chuckle and power through the last couple of hours. So thank you very much for doing that. Talking sport, weekdays from 3. Thursday night, the Newcastle Knights host the Canberra Raiders at McDonald Jones Stadium. Can Kalen Ponger and the Knights pick up where they left off last season? He goes to the line, fits give it offload. He found man who's got There's support. Kalen Ponger, Kalen Ponger under the post. Or will the Raiders spoil the party? Right hand side, Tarmody. Tarmody takes the ball. He's got to offload if he can. He, he does. does. Whitehead's got the ball. Oh. NRL Nation Thursday night on Two SN. Are you building a new home? Well, there's a more affordable way with a PAL Kit Home, Australia's most experienced and trusted kit home supplier for more than 50 years. You can become an owner-builder and manage the building of your own home. PAL guarantee that you can do it even without prior building experience. Find out how you can build your very own home. Go to PAL, that's P-A-L, kithomes.com.au or you can phone them on 1-800-024-912. There's nothing like Razorback 4x4. They make Australia's best four-wheel drive seat covers which offer protection like no other. So you can get out and about knowing that the interior is protected from spills, mud, sand, dogs, even messy family members. Razorback 4x4 have the strongest, most comfy seat covers this side of the black stump and they're customizable with free shipping Australia. Australia-wide. Head to Razorback4x4.com.au and grab some for your four-wheel drive today. That's Razorback4x4.com.au Stiff, sore and sorry can help you manage the discomfort of arthritis. And with a bottom-of-the-bottle guarantee, what have you got to lose? Always read the label and follow the directions for use. Look for Stiff, Sore and Sorry Relief Gel at selected health food stores and pharmacies. Go to the website, Love Oil Collection. That's L-O-V-E-O-I-L collection.com.au or call Ray on 040-6671-359. 2SM has Sydney talking. On 2SM and the Super Radio Network, you're listening to High Tide. Brought to you by Blake's Marine. Check out the range at blakesmarine.com.au and Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. Let's take a look at the weather details for Broken Bay to Port Hacking and looking at variable about 10 knots becoming north to northeasterly, 10 to 15 knots in the early afternoon, then shifting southeasterly, 15 to 20 knots by evening. Winds will reach up to 25 knots inshore in the late evening. The sea will be below one metre. The swell will be southerly at 1.5, a 50% chance of rain in the Sydney area. For Cape Morton to Point Danger, north to northeasterly, 10 to 15 knots tending north 
north to northwesterly late in the evening. Winds reaching up to 20 knots late in the afternoon and early evening. Seas around one metre. The swell will be easterly around one metre. Kieran. Yep, it's good. And the tides again. For those that missed it earlier, Fort Denison here will be 8.36 this morning, 0.7 of a metre. The high tide will be 2.21, of a metre. Not a lot of movement with the low at 8.02 tonight, 0.72 of a metre. Well, let's find out how the frigid's going on board the Renegade. Renegade Blue Water Charters, Bradley Ekman is online. G'day, Bradley. How are you? Good morning. Oh, good. How are you? We were talking about um, how they used to uh, take fish from basically interstate and they didn't back in the days when they didn't have a fridge but uh, that's that's how come you came up because I know that you've uh, just serviced your fridge yeah that's right yeah and I've got yeah, got two fridges there now got yeah got it all happening there anyway two fridges starting to sound like Alan Blake yeah that's you got one inside and one outside yeah definitely a Blakey boat definitely <laughs> no comment Blakey I've got three fridges and a freezer on board. Oh, see, one up, one up. No, <laughs> yeah. well, I've got the freezer as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah the freezer go on yeah. the way down, so we're going to get another one. But Bradley, are they AC or DC fridges? Uh, AC, I think it is. I can't remember now exactly. I should know that, but I can't remember now. <laughs> 240 volts, that's all right, yeah. Yeah, I'm under pressure to put a freezer on board mine too. <laughs> I, mean, I was going to say, uh, Grant, you're better off to have a portable. Yeah, I, I actually have I actually have one, but, um, gee, it takes a long time. It sucks a lot of juice getting down there to that. Uh... Yeah, but you should freeze it before you take it on board. You know, if you're taking it out on, on trips for a couple of days, you freeze it before you get on board. Yeah. Uh, and then it's only just keeping it cold. You're not trying to start it from scratch. Yeah. For, for, for longer journeys, it's worth it, but just for a, a day or two. To, to carry it onto yeah. the dinghy and then from the dinghy onto the boat, just too much of a headache. Yeah. Anyway, Bradley, you went out fishing yesterday. Was it good fun? It was great yesterday. Sort of, um, yeah, straight away, first bait, catching traglin and then some nice snapper. And it was we caught a few of them, that's for sure. And then um, a few nice bonito. And, yeah, it was, a good, it was a good trip out yesterday morning. We were back home before the wind came up. So, yeah, everybody was happy and we got a good feed of fish yesterday. Seems to be a good run of Benito up and down the coast, to tell you the truth. Oh, the one of the Benito yesterday had to be nearly five kilos. Ooh. Wow. It was like, yeah, it was an absolute giant of a Benito it was. The other ones are only small ones, but um, yeah, it was one of them there yesterday. It's like, look at the size of that one. It was, yeah, really good size Benito. Wow. Yeah, for a long time, I think. So, yeah, they, they were pretty happy about that one anyway, they were. Can't complain about that. No. No, I didn't, yeah, haven't seen one that big for a long time. That's for sure. So, yeah, a lot of yellow tail around on the surface and that, and they're sort of not far away from them usually. You know, just when they're sort of reef fishing, they have been anyway. So, yeah, no, it's certainly um, yeah, a bit of value for the people anyway to pull them in. Mm. So did you talk to anybody about the lake? Yesterday you were talking about the good run of, of Taylor in the lake with the brim, the flathead. Some kingies. The whiting probably is still in the channel. Yeah, I haven't seen anybody to talk to anybody. I probably will today, but um, I, you know, just a tailor. Like even when I'm putting a boat on the mooring, it's like 
tailor chasing the white baits and they're busting up on the surface. It happens every day you go out on a boat, you see them just around the mooring like that, you do. So it's sort of, yeah, really good to see all the time like that. It is anyway, it's just so many bait fish and the tailor just chasing them all over the place, they are. Yeah, that's good to have a little flick stick there and if you're sitting on the boat, Oh yeah, wasting yeah. your day, you know. Uh, just flick out there and have a go at them, pick them up. A bit wasting of your day. <laughs> yeah, watching the day go by, it's called. Yeah, that's yeah. that's old. That's people not wasting. All about it. That's good for mental health. Oh yeah, yeah, that's it. But even like them bait fish are like if you go there in the afternoon or in the night, like the amount of brim that'll be chasing them. If you go brim fishing, it's pretty. You know, like you catch quite a few brim as well around them. That's for sure. It's sort of, yeah, no, it's certainly all happening in the lake at the moment. So you what, you're not heading out today? Nah, I'm not heading out today. I was going to go tomorrow, but the weather's going to be a write-off tomorrow. But, um, yeah, I'll be out again next week once the weather clears up a bit more anyway, I will be. Yeah, the model's saying um, 25 knots out of the south and gusting 36 tomorrow. It's actually Ooh. bigger in some areas. So, uh, yeah, ugly That'll make the fish bite after it finishes, you know, after that finishes, but anyway. Yeah, let's, the waves tomorrow are expected to be uh, nearly four metres with a nine-second period. <laughs> yeah. Saves you going to the Lunar Park. <laughs> I could tell you, take my surfboard out for that sort of stuff, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, gee. Yeah, it'll test your boat out, that's for sure. You're yeah. not wrong. Yeah, no, it's good day to stay at home and do a bit of work on the boat, I guess. Yeah. Hey, while we're talking about that, while I've got you here and Al there, now, say you get caught out, in, and we're talking about a, a four-metre sea, what, what's some good advice that we can hand out to, how do, how do we handle that if we're trying to head back to shore? Because you're Ooh. a fair way up in the water, what, which direction do we try and keep the the boat sitting on the on the down of the wave, or right up the top of one. Go on, Bradley. I'll let you go first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sort of. Um, yeah, sort of. If you if you yeah, it depends on the direction, obviously. Yeah. But if you're sort of going, um, you know, just say you're going with with the waves and that, you sort of um, probably try and sort of. Stay on the back of the wave, I think, and then if you have to, you just sort of, you know, you got to power on, you know, to sort of, you, you want to be in control anyway. You want to be able to power on and go through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't, you don't want to let that sort of, um, you know, have more speed or power than you. So you got to sort of, um, I sit just on the back of them, and if you're sort of going with them, and then um, if needed, you got, you know, got enough power there to sort of um, have control all the time and go faster if you need. You know what I mean? So we need yeah. the boat coming off at a good 90-degree angle, don't we? We don't need exactly. to be sort of climbing up sideways. No, 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 no. No, I don't like that at all. Yeah. That was terrible yeah. if you go sideways. Yeah, you've either got to go with it, as Bradley said, or go into it, but just as an idle type of thing. And yeah. uh, you keep control. Yeah, you, don't, you don't go you fast into it. You take control of you. You're in all sorts of trouble. You don't go fast into it, but you just want to be able to have enough power and speed to sort of um, have control when you're sort of going with That's the right. wave. Yeah. And you sit at, I'll sit at the back of the wave 
It's that the trick is, Kieran, if that's coming, you're not going to be there in the first place. Yes, that's the that's the smarter play. Got to yeah, keep, exactly, see? Exactly, yeah. That way you don't heave to and then shut all your uh, hatches and hide underneath it until it passes. So this is where you so get your mango sunglasses to keep you on the sky. The, the yeah. other thing is, too, have the boat prepared if you know something's coming because you don't want things flying everywhere and causing injury to people or damage inside the boat. Yeah. So it's a case of having the boat prepared. But if you get that, but it's the same with anything you store in the boat. You don't want to have it when you go over a ferry wash or things like that, the things fly out and hurt people. Or And it, it you find if things are loose in the boat and rattling and causing problems, it gets the anxiety levels up in the first place, which makes it worse for everyone on board. Yeah. And that's one of the things you learn when you, you first first get a yacht. You think, yeah, I've got everything nice and secure. You go to sea, you go downstairs yeah, and you go, so. yeah, there wasn't really much I secured at all, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and you learn very quickly. You get sick and tired of cleaning stuff up. Yeah, that's right. You've sort of got to make a bulletproof sort of thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, true, yeah. true. Have everything locked down, good, you know, and, like, secure good and proper, if you know what I mean, like... You just yeah, and, take and it to the next level, level, you know what I mean? What will, fly, what will fly around in the boat. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's just, yeah, it's just a disaster. Like, mm-hmm. Especially if you've got glass or something like that, you know, and if you have a, you know, something breaks, it's like terrible. Do you have yeah. glass on board your boat, Al? Uh, we do have some, not that much. Uh, plates are all plastic. Yeah. All the cups are plastic. Um, I do limit the amount of... Um, Breakables, yeah, you know, you've still got jars and things like that of food, yeah. but uh, it's all well contained. But as a general rule, I don't have um, glass glasses as such, and the plates are not, uh, um, they're made out of plastic, they're camping. Yeah, yeah. Do you have some sort of locking device on the doors, Al, to stop them from swinging every, open? Every doors have two locks. Two? A lock for every, every, for everyday use, and then a positive lock as well for when we're seeing. Uh. That's a good setup, that is. So that way, if something comes loose and hits the door, it's not going to push the door open. Takes Even away the oven, uh, the oven and the dishwasher and things like that. They've got external locks on them as well. Takes away that fun of you when you're standing up on deck and you hear clunk, clunk, yeah. clunk, trying to guess which door it was you've left open. <laughs> That's right, yes. Bradley, if people want to book with you, how do they go about doing it? Bradley left the building. Bradley's dropped out. You just call 0437 389 That's 0437 389 And is he on the social media as well? I would think so. Renegade, Renegade Blue, Blue Water Charters. That's the one. How good's that, man? How good is that, man? We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to catch up with Peter Johnson. You're listening to High Tide, 29 minutes away from 5 o'clock in New South Wales, 29 away from 4 in Queensland. How are you going? I'm Gary Stewart. In the hot seat till midnight tonight. Talk tonight with Gary Stewart. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese was also spotted in the crowd on Friday night, along with his fiancée, Jodie Hayden. Some slammed the 60-year-old for attending the concert during a cost-of-living crises. One wrote, great job Albo, as Swifty and the strains are getting poorer. Oh come on. That's ridiculous. Good luck to all those people that are going. Good on you. Good on you. Let your hand down. Have fun. We only live once. 
And for all those people crying poor with the cost of living, suck it up, princess. Do something about it rather than sit there whinging. Give up the cigarettes and the grog and the poker machines. That might help. Talk tonight with Gary Stewart. I'd love to hear you fire up. I think that's fantastic. (laughs) I just get a little bit dirty with people not liking someone else having fun. Gary Stewart, weeknights from 8. For over 40 years, Kubota have worked the Australian landscape and faced its challenges. From first light to sunset, our agriculture and construction range works with power and versatility that you can rely on. From our mid-size to professional tractors, dependable mowers, zero tail swing or conventional excavators and more, Kubota is building and shaping the future. Visit kubota.com.au or head to your nearest dealer to learn more. Hi, I'm Patrick Dangerfield. How good is getting out on the water? But what if something happens to your boat or jet ski? You want to know that you can count on your insurance. That's why I choose Club Marine. Boat insurance by people who know boats. Club Marine is Australia's largest provider of boat insurance with more than 50 years experience. So if you're looking for flexible cover options, exclusive member benefits and fantastic claim service, look no further. Get a quote at clubmarine.com.au and discover why boating's just better with Club Marine. available at clubmarine.com.au. Read the PDS to see if this insurance is right for you. Hey you, right now you're listening to a radio ad about DAB Plus Radio on the radio. Think about it. It's like the cells inside your brain that's inside your head that's on top of your body are informing you that you can listen to this station in digital quality on a DAB Plus radio for free or on a smart speaker. Discover the auditory awesomeness of more radio within the radio. Search DAB Plus and listen now. Whether you're a busy household looking for family-friendly options or love the feel and comfort of luxurious natural wool, or maybe it's a healthy choice asthma-friendly carpet, then Choices Flooring has the range, colours, textures and savings you've been looking for during our Carpet by Design sale event. Go online at choicesflooring.com.au and discover the carpet solution that's just right for you. With savings across the range, now is the time to visit your nearest Choices Flooring showroom. 2SM, Sydney's Talking. 2SM, 1269. On 2SM and the Super Radio Network... This is High Tide. Brought to you by Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. It is 25 minutes away from 5 o'clock here on High Tide. And when I say Peter Johnson, of course, I I mean Ross O'Brien. Luckily, Alan's awake, right? Luckily, Alan's awake. He reminds, thank goodness he's doing the interview because the rate I'm going at this stage, not good, Mr. Ricky. No, well... You're getting what you deserve after yesterday. Oh, the, you reckon that's karma, do you? That is certainly on the way. Okay, I'll be quiet. Over to you, Al. Let's go back down to Kiama and see how Captain Roscoe got on yesterday. Morning, Roscoe. Oh, mate, wonderful. How's it going up there, boys? Beautiful. Hey, how about the weather forecast? It doesn't look too bad at all, mate. Yeah, a little of, bit. Hang on, sorry. Uh, sort of days like this, I sort of miss having a boat, you know. <laughs> but I don't miss cleaning it, and I don't miss washing it, and I don't miss putting it on the slip either. So I can't have everything in life, can I, mate? Uh, you're doing pretty good. You're doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, yesterday the boys did get some stuff up the hill, up the river rather. Um, they done all right. But guys, how wide? Breckenough is a bit bare. 
Um, but that current could be the problem there. But uh, today it looks like we're in a river, mate. Um, looking at the forecast, I have a stage crew for that. Well, the models are but, saying, Roscoe, at about 5 o'clock this afternoon, a southerly change is going to come through. So if you are thinking of heading out, you want to get out there early and get back early. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, I'd say head out. At, if, while you've got the opportunity and it's good conditions, um, get out around the 50, 60 mark. Like I said yesterday, most of the fish are moved into the 60 plus. Um, most, I think there must be a current coming down there. I haven't looked. I think there must be a bit of a current running downhill, mate. Um, so that, that's worth having a look at on your sounder or when you're taking the boat out. Um, Realise where you're getting pushed to. Um, see, I like fifty seven because you can get a great deal of stuff there. You can get peepfish, you can get snapper, you can get good, still get good flathead. Um, so with the forecast, I've been trying to head out that way. And up off Bass, uh, the same bell, um, it hasn't been on on at the Bass, but if you go out to the, the 60 fathom off Bass, you might find a big change there. You might find a lot of stuff coming around. The land guys, again, um, that wind's predicted from the south today. So it'll be all right on the gantry side again. Um, so the boys there, I, I think they did all right yesterday. Um, there was a couple there, but I didn't get, I haven't seen them since uh, since yesterday morning sort of thing. So um, I'm not sure how they got on. But um, all in all, if I still have them both, maybe I'll be heading out to 67 or further. So okay. that's. That's about it for today, I reckon. Just watch if that uh, change comes through early. Make sure you're within the comfort zone on the depth that you're at. And, uh, you know, just make sure you've got all the necessary things on board in case you do get caught out. Yeah, but, good advice, Roscoe. Yeah. Thank you for that. Look forward so to catching up to you next Saturday. Have a great week, Roscoe. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Roscoe. That was great. We'll talk to you next week. But let's now move a little bit further north. Let's go to Aaron Langdon, Lunatic Fishing. How are you, Aaron? I'm good, mate. What have you been up to? I've been been out last weekend for a nice little fish and managed to get a few nice snapper on uh, some shallow reefs there. Okay. So speak a bit more clearly. Whereabouts are the little reefs? Where... Uh, so the, latitude the, and longitude, just like that. Yeah, you're after the GPS coordinates. I get you. <laughs> you don't need to be that specific, I'll Aaron. I hand them to you straight on. <laughs> no, I was so I was fishing um, between 15 to 10 metres off Mary's Reef. There, drifting over um, some nice reef and managed to land one really good one at about 55 centimetres, and then I landed a 35, and I dropped two big ones. One I reckon was definitely over 60, 65 centimetres. It just um, reefed me straight away, so didn't have much of a chance. But uh, yeah, it's good to see that the snapper have come in nice and early this season. Uh, on lure or on bait? On soft plastic. So I was using a quarter ounce jighead um, oh. and a five inch jerk um, jerk style soft plastic. Okay, there you go, everyone. Well, any special colour or just? Um, so the special colour was Baby Bass. It was a Daiwa Bait Junkie flick, I think they call it. Um, wow. So, yeah, it was a Baby Bass colour. 
that I was using over the weekend. Okay, that sounds good. What else has been happening around the place? Um, in the rivers, so both in Botany and Port Hacking, there's been quite a lot of kings caught of late, um, along with a heap of rats. So you sort of got to work through the rat kings to be able to get something of a bit size. Um, they're all using live baits and stuff. So in the Port Hacking, I'd be using the Port Hacking pilchers if you can find them. Um, if not, a squid or a yucca might also help as well. Same with uh, Bonny Bay. Okay. Ah, very nice. And you, you're out fishing by yourself all the time, aren't you? Yeah, quite often I'm out alone or I'm out with uh, Dad or my wife. Oh, okay. Well, that's very, very sociable. Yeah, but mo- do, most of the time I am alone. Who does the filming when you're with your, your wife and your father? Uh, it's normally me. I'm normally turned into cameraman when uh, they're on board, and then it's uh, often when I'm alone, it's the cameras stuck on somewhere on the boat. Okay. Yeah. It's always fun when you're doing those things on your own, isn't it? You, you've got all these ideas in your head, and then you get out there, and the boat's bouncing around. You've got a fish on the line, and the camera's not rolling, and it's just it does your head in sometimes, doesn't it? Yeah, there's been there's been some mayhem moments, uh, both offshore and in the river, whether I've gone, oh, have I pressed record and I'm halfway through a fight of a really good fish and I'm like, oh, no, have I pressed record, have I not? And the sort of panic sets in, you're like, do I put the rod down or do I fight the fish? Do I check if the camera's going? Um, yeah. You, uh, do what all good fish- you do what all good fishermen do, Aaron. You catch the fish and worry about the camera later. That's, what, that's my tip. Yeah, that's yeah, the only exactly. tip I can give you. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could ever let go of the rod because if I let go of it and it falls off, that would be, uh, yeah, that wouldn't be nice. <laughs> oh, no. Cardinal sin. Can be very costly okay. too. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Someone who hasn't had a go at YouTubing themselves and wants to film themselves, what sort of, they just a normal phone or a special camera or how do you set up? Um, so for anyone who's probably haven't filmed before, you can use your iPhone as well. Um, if you go into your video settings, you can actually get most iPhones, most current iPhones up to 4K quality, um, right. about 60 frames. So that's that's going to be plenty enough for you to start filming. Um, I use GoPros quite a lot. Um, I've been through quite a few in my time. Um, I just find them really easy to use. They have decent battery life and like the image stabilisation and all that sort of stuff, um, yeah, it's second to none. Okay. And you if you're crazy like me, Blakey, you use two GoPros, two Black 11s GoPros, three Insta360s, a Panasonic Handycam and a drone. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll buy a boat instead. <laughs> you're not far <laughs> off. It costs about that much. I'll tell you all up. It's crazy. Yeah. The, uh, the drone's definitely something that I've uh, invested in over the last month or two, and it's really like just even taking some really nice images. I can't I can't wait for the whales to start coming across the headlands of Sydney to try and get some really nice footage of them swimming along and stuff like that. But um, even just using it like um, in August last year, I was using it to find salmon schools and stuff um, and got some really cool footage of, of a lot of salmon schools and a few sharks pushing through them. What drone did you get? I've got a DJI Mini it's 3. Hard. They are so hard to go past, aren't they, the DJIs? Alan, they're about – they're probably smaller than the average shoebox, right? In fact, right. all of the components would probably fit in a uh, shoebox. 
They're extremely powerful. They've got a massive range on them. Um, they've got about 20 minutes worth of 20 minutes to 30 minutes worth of power out of each battery. But you can buy a, a Rovers pack, which gives you uh, three batteries, so you've got about an hour and 15 uh, worth of flight time. Um, we won't give any to uh, to Paul Bird, of course, because he uh, he doesn't. They don't last very long with him. But uh, look, the, the beautiful thing is, though, they're they're cheap enough that if you are a Paul Burt and you do keep crashing them, um, you can afford to replace them without sending the budget into absolute hemorrhage. Okay, so what do you call cheap enough? Well, around about, depending on what kit you buy, if you buy the, you know, the up upmarket pack for the DJI Mini, it's about seven hundred bucks. But that includes. Uh, all the battery packs, the chargers, you know, with the multiple three batteries. I think it's about, Aaron, correct me if I'm wrong, about 500 without the, the pack somewhere near there? Yeah, exactly. Just to get flying with one battery and all that sort of stuff is about $500. Yeah, and when I say, Alan, it's, it's, cheap. Yeah, when I say it's cheap, you, you compare it to what drones were originally when they first came out. You're well, looking at, you know, $3,000. $3,000, easy for ones that... Um, yeah. The only the only issue <laughs> the only issue with the mini is it doesn't have object avoidance, so you have to fly it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a worry. <laughs> yep, you fly them in big open areas with nothing around. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I've actually a couple of shots that I've that I've used. Um, I've launched it off the back of my dinghy behind my yacht, and I'll tell you what. The heart rate is pounding when you do that. Yes. How do you get it to fly home? Yeah, well, that's the, you, well, you can't. And the biggest problem is they, they've got an auto home function so that if the battery goes yes. you know, low or whatever, they'll come back. You have to bring it back if you're doing it you know, out of a dinghy or um, on a moving yacht or a moving boat of any description, you have to be on it early enough to know that the battery's getting low and bring it back in and you have to manually land it. You can't just auto-land it. Otherwise, uh, you'll be without a drone. (laughs) (laughs) I'll pass. It's cheaper. (laughs) Yeah, it is, yeah. (laughs) Okay. No problems. What do you got plans for this week or today? Uh, the plans the plans for today will be to just head out in the rivers and see what's going on because the last couple of weeks I've been out offshore, so the conditions have been really good. Um, but for um, today and tomorrow, I'm definitely going to be heading in the rivers to see what's about probably targeting flooded most of the time. Uh, the freezer is a bit empty at the moment, and uh, I'm in I'm in need of a few flooded fillets. Okay, no worries. Okay, Aaron, thank you very much for your time. Good to catch up, and look forward to catching up next week. No worries, thank you. Okay, so uh, there you go. Aaron Langdon from Lunatic Fishing. Yeah, we're, we're checking out. Now, Blake, have we convinced you to get a drone? Your boat would look fantastic from a drone, I would think. Yeah, I'll let you do it. <laughs> you're not con- you're the one that's, you're the pilot. You've got more, way more experience than me. Yeah, I know what I can fly and what I can't fly, and I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll pass on the drone at the moment. Fair enough. Fair enough. We'll take a break. When we come back, we're going to catch up with Bobby Dean. You're listening to High Tide. It's 12 minutes away from 5. In 2024, 2SM has Sydney talking. If you'd like to raise a topic, you've come to the right place. We're all ears. 13 12 69, the telephone number. Richard King has Sydney talking. Our Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, who's on the line. Good morning, Prime Minister. Good morning. Brent Bultitude 
has Sydney talking. It's all fine and dandy for the Treasurer and the Prime Minister to turn around and say, look what we're doing. Toothless Tiger stuff, unfortunately. Talking sports has Sydney talking. It's like being with your mates at the pub without leaving the house. <laughs> no, you, Pat. Gary Stewart has Sydney talking. Thank you, Gary, for putting me on the show. My pleasure. Well, Thank you. In 2024... John Laws will continue to keep the dream alive. That's a bit of what is on my mind, so I'd like to know what's on yours. Pick up the telephone, tell us all about it. In 2024, 2SM has Sydney talking. There's a conversation going on. It's a conversation that will never end. Radio 2SM is at the centre of it all. Connecting you to what really matters. To the issues you care about. To the debate you want to be part of. This is Radio 2SM. Stiff, sore and sorry can help you manage the discomfort of arthritis. And with a bottom-of-the-bottle guarantee, what have you got to lose? Always read the label and follow the directions for use. Look for Stiff, Sore and Sorry Relief Gel at selected health food stores and pharmacies. Go to the website, Love Oil Collection. That's L-O-V-E-O-I-L collection.com.au or call Ray on 040-6671-359. Don't miss Mark Vincent performing the best so far, celebrating all of his greatest hits since Australia's Got Talent. This will leave you breathless. Mark Vincent Live, Saturday, May 4th at the Joan Penrith. Book now at thejoan.com.au. There is no better venue for weddings in Western Sydney than Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. With a beautifully appointed clubhouse overlooking their picturesque 18th green, Twin Creeks can turn your get-together, party or celebration into a memorable special occasion. Do yourself a favour and find out about having your wedding or other group function at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. Go to twincreeksgolf.com.au or phone Twin Creeks Friendly Function Staff on 9670 8888. 2SM has Sydney talking. 2SM and the Super Radio Network. This is High Tide. Brought to you by Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. Nine minutes away from five o'clock in New South Wales, away from four on the Queensland area. We'll update the news in just a few moments' time for you as well. That is a very nice tender, Mr Blake, that you just sent me. Oh, well, I thought you'd like that. You know, it's mostly worth more than what your yacht is, but it's uh, a nice <laughs> piece of art and woodwork. Hey, tell, tell me, though, in, in your opinion, right, in your opinion, um, inflatables v a solid hull uh, dinghy. They just the solid ones seem to be a whole lot easier to row than the inflatables. Am I delusional again? Oh yeah, that's that's normally the case. Inflatables, unless you get the pressures right up, uh, don't row as well. Uh, but the uh, for a dinghy, the inflatable's so much better because it can bump against the boat. You don't have any problems with it. Where a solid hull, you have that issue with it bumping, especially if you're trying to sleep and you've got a double tied off and it comes back up and hits against the hull. It'll wake you up all the time. There's always something to wake you up, isn't there? 
That's it. You know what? Any noise normally. (laughs) (laughs) Mostly it's fishing programs ringing you at a quarter to five. Oh, morning, Bobby Dean. (laughs) Good morning, gentlemen. How are we? We're good. good. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, Are you sure you're sure? I am sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Okay. How are you, Master Kieran? Excellent. Excellent. The sad box is close by, but I'm not getting on it today, I don't think. Why not? Yeah. What's your problem, Kieran? You're losing it with old age or what? No, I don't think so. No, well, I'll just see how the morning goes. Maybe with Mr. McAnally we'll find a a subject to bring it up with. yeah, he's got a watch that just reminded him that he has to take some time out to breathe. So, you know, we don't want to, we don't want it reminding him that uh, that he's that he's getting too wound up. Oh dear, very dear. Fishing, freshwater fishing down the south coast there, especially Yugambeen and Jindabyne. Yeah, been... yeah, yeah. Oh, Yugambeen's fishing okay. The drop, the lake's dropping quite substantially. Yeah, the boys were saying um, to me from Canberra to slow down. That yeah, things were slow. You're not going as quick, and the weather oh, the hasn't been that conducive. Yeah, the water's warming up, and you know, like as people know, I went over on during a week, and as I suggested, being just after the full moon and the like, it was going to be a disaster, and a disaster it was. Mm. Um, talking to my mates up there, they hadn't caught fish the last three or four days, and I didn't rain on their party, so you know. Went well as well as expected. Mm. But, uh, on that other freshwater front, um, I've heard nothing of the other dams, so pretty much everybody's doing the same. Um, about the only freshwater I can tell you about is the successful is a few bass and then the burn system, a truckload of mullet and carp out around Penrithia. Yeah, but. They didn't have a great deal to say, the Australian bass angler on Friday, so. Yeah, well, it's that post-moon period, you know. Yeah. yeah I was looking to go down to Pickney Point. I thought, ah, oh, no. Nah. This weekend might have been all right, especially with the smaller tides. Like, these smaller tides are perfect for the horsefree. Um, you don't get seem to get anywhere near as many catfish. That, that's for sure. But, um, you know, I was only chatting with my nephew yesterday and, you know, this time of the year, we just go up and fish the horsey for whiting. Um, and there's a, a shallower bank, about a K, K and a bit up from Fitton Steel on that half of the river. Mm-hmm. It comes up to about five and a half, six metres. Sort of get roughly in the middle of it, fish long metres and worm baits. This time of the year, we used to get a lot of really quality whiting there. But the only I, I, you know, bite catch you've caught that was a pest was, you know, a few stingrays. But, you know, that doesn't matter where you go with your fish bite, you know, dashing. Yeah, where there's rays, it's generally whiting. Yep. Yeah. I, I see the report from our good friend Mike from the Complete Angler. Yeah, he was I've saying, yeah, with a hair tailor back in the Hawkesbury, but mainly around Jerusalem Bay. Yeah, but, you know, following reports, yeah, um, they basically haven't left. No. Yeah, but they, they, you know, they've spread out. You know, they've been been over at Boxhead and the like. You know, people have been catching them at the rail bridge and 
flint and steel. Fishing for Jews yeah. and other fish, you know. But, uh, you know, the horseshoe is a type of system. One thing I learned about fishing, when I used to fish it a lot, always put a pilly out. Always put a pilly on gangs. The amount of Jews, and not small fish, some of them, you know, 15, 20 kilo fish. Yep. And they come out of the blue. You know, so. What about if you it, come down the mouth? Oh, we've got to go, I think. Yep. Yep. Yeah, the. The man just uh, wound me up and told me we've got to go. So I'll have to talk to you next Saturday. Yeah, you got me, Kieran, and uh, we'll have a chat here in a week if you want. And, okay. Uh, we'll get a plan. Yep, we'll do that. All right, mate. Okay. See, See you, Bobby. Mate. Thanks, mate. So you got lots of questions when you're not wound up. <laughs> this is High Tide. It's approaching news time at the top of the hour. Coming up in the next hour, if I read this correctly, Laurie McAdelly, PJ will be along, and we're going to catch up with that full report from the Complete Angler. Back in a moment.